Hi, and welcome to the Ask Sue Show. Hope everybody's all okay. It's very cold in the UK today. We have snow. Yes, it's not just a little trickle. Kids have been knocked off um, home early, half past 12 instead of quarter past three. Oh, what the weather has to pay for. It's unbelievable. Very cold, so we're all trying to keep wrapped up warm. And hopefully we can all keep wrapped up warm tonight because we're going to be doing a show tonight about the BSL laws. The BSL laws have took a lot of innocent dogs away from us just by what they look like and what people perceive them to be. Is this right? Should it be that they can judge our, on our... I'll start that sentence again. Should it be that they can actually judge our animals by their looks, by the measuring of their head? Does that mean now that I can walk down the street and I can judge human beings on the street by what they look like? Does that mean the guy with the long hair, the big, thick leather boots on and the big, thick leather gear on, who looks, you know, a little bit rough because, be fair, he's been working, but it doesn't matter, he looks rough. Does that mean he's liable to do this, that or the other? Have we really got the right to judge anybody by looks? When I say anybody, I mean in the sense of we shouldn't do it to humans and we shouldn't be doing it to dogs. They all have their own personalities. They all have their own thing. And each dog, like each human, is different. If you've been affected by the BSL laws in any way, if you have been promoting and promoting and doing petitions and everything, and you want to get it out there tonight, here is your chance. We have got two hours to be able to get these all out there. I ask you all to please call in to 347 327-9694 or you can email asksueshow at gmail.com that's asksueshow at gmail.com and of course with a show like BSL Laws I had to get somebody who I can honestly say would be a professional like myself in ranting one that knows her stuff and looks into it, all sides of the story like myself and, of course, I have to have my, well, my Facebook sister, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing, love? I'm absolutely wonderful, Sue. How's everyone in the room tonight? Thanks so much for joining us on this show. Uh, Sue and I have looked forward to this all week. And, Sue, i got to tell you something. I've never been more proud of you than I was on that show yesterday. I just, I have to tell you that you did the best interview yesterday and uh, you are you're, you're going to the stars, girl. You're going to the stars, and what you're doing is not taken lightly. You're bringing awareness to the world, and I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. Oh, I'll tell you what, I, I must admit, Kathy, I there is days, and and I think we're all advocates are like this. We have days when we say, why are we doing this? Do you know what I mean because it it's heart wrenching, yeah. it's hurting, it's tiring. And it's not, it seems to be, there seems to be no end. Do you know what I mean? And I have had days, and I own up to the fact when I think, you know, I'm doing 15 hours a day. I even had people saying to me, you know, they wanted to speak to me at ridiculous o'clock in the morning. And, and all I can, I need to just say to everybody, I, we do this show. Kathy helps me, Howard helps me, Sean helps me, Bill helps me. You know, we've got people that are helping me, but... 
most of this work I do on my own, so like setting up the shows and getting everything ready. And the thing is, I am one person. This show does not run itself, and it's a lot of hard work goes behind the scene. And you know, Kathy, because you helped me to set it up as well. And the thing is, people don't see how much work we do behind the scenes. It means, you know, being on Twitter, like I have this afternoon, for about an hour and a half, two hours, easily this afternoon, just telling people about the show, sharing the link. Before that, it's getting the people to call into the show, telling, you know, getting the right people to call into the show. It's like for yesterday, we had Jim, uh, like, like the week before we'd had Jim Crosby on. Last night we had Davey Vara on. We had the attorney on. We had people that have been infected by the gun shooting of dogs. But all that takes work to get a good show takes a lot of hard work and getting the right people and trying to get them in at the right time. So I need everybody, please, just to help me in sharing the links of the show. We did not have enough people listening to that show last night. There shouldn't have been, you know, I'm saying there wasn't enough. I mean, we had thousands listening, but it's still not enough. There was not enough sharing of the shows. I should have had notifications all day long of people saying they shared that show. It's very, very important. And the, the police are not just shooting innocent dogs, they shoot innocent people, and we need to get the awareness out there. It's, it, just like we do tonight for the BSL laws, all of this is important to every single one of us in one way or another. One thing I want to tell all the listeners and all the people who do follow us, Sue, is that they should be proud of their fighting for this. They should be proud yes. of the advocate work they do. They should be honored to be a part of making a difference because we are changing things. And I've asked someone who's a very, 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 very special friend of mine to call in, and um, we'll be talking to her probably in five to ten minutes. And uh, can can I preface who this person is? Can I go ahead and and tell her? Or do you want to wait until she comes and then you can introduce her on? I'd really like I'd like for her to hear what I say because I have so much respect for her and and she has expressed the same for me and we share so much and we've 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 I mean our hearts have broken together we've cried together we've laughed together but she is one of the most hardworking animal advocates I've ever met in my 56 years. She does everything out of her own pocket, and I won't say any more, but I want to thank every single person, and you all know who you are. I don't have to mention your names because you're on my page. You comment. You comment in the chat room. I've met so many wonderful friends through this t- this show, and, you know, I used to be so happy that I had people who I've known for 50 years, like from the first grade. Sure, I love having them on my page, but you know what? My passion and my inspiration and motivation in life every day I wake up is my animal advocacy work. And now I am blessed that this show and my association through you and all my other Facebook advocates, these people are they're finding their way to my page, and I am humbled by the company that I am now keeping on my Catherine Savage page. And I thank you all so much because it means so much to me because we're all uniting together, and that's that's the key to the whole thing, that we've got to unite together. Exactly, exactly. Now, 
I just very quickly want to go to the phone lines because we've actually got um, somebody calling, I think, from the UK. And obviously it may be expensive. I don't know if they've got free international calls. So, hi, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Yes, hello. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Who am I speaking to? My name is Linda Rice. Hi, Linda, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. I'll let you tell everybody what you're all about because I obviously I've got the email, but I did want you to call in, so thanks for calling in. Um, you're tell welcome. people what you're doing and what you're about. Um, yes, I'm basically calling in because I'm currently running a petition within the UK. Um, I'm taking on UK government basically to change our BSL laws. Um, I'm running a petition for a law that I have proposed myself named Lennox Law. Um, under this law, animals would no longer be seized and destroyed based on their breed or their look. They would only be allowed to be seized and destroyed based on their deeds, things that they have done wrong, basically. Um, What I'm hoping for is 100,000 signatures from people globally, this can be signed for, um, to help get this petition in front of the UK government so that when they read it, they can see that the law they have in place at the moment is very, it's very sort of racist in a way. It's breedism. They target yeah, animals definitely. of a specific breed and they say that all these animals are dangerous. They're all going to bite you. They all need to be taken away and put to sleep. Now, these are healthy animals they're putting down. You know, they're, they're not, um, there's nothing wrong with them. They haven't necessarily shown aggression to the public. It's purely based on their breed or if they look how the government classes it, of type. Now, the law that I have proposed says that, firstly, they would need to provide DNA testing to say that these animals are the banned breeds within our country. Um, Secondly, they would need to then say, well, here's two separate evaluations by behaviourists, specifically dog behaviourists, who will say that this animal is aggressive. It does need to be put down. They cannot then just put it down for how it looks. It has to have done something wrong before they can seize it and destroy it. Um, I'm currently on Facebook. If anybody would like to have a look at the the Facebook site, they can just search LLP 2012 on Facebook, and that will come up with my community page where they can find all the necessary links, where they can sign the petition, they can put their input on the page. It's a very public page. It's a community page, so everybody's welcome on it. Aside from that, I don't really know what else to say because currently I've only got 5,600-plus signatures, and obviously that's a long way off my 100,000 target. Exactly, exactly. Now, I must admit, um, I I did try to um, share the show to the Save Lennox um, Twitter today because obviously the show is important to them as well, and I couldn't even post on there because for some reason I have been blocked from posting onto the tw- their Twitter page. I do not um, know what the problem is. I've been having a lot of problems um, through through um, their Twitter site, so I think they've actually only been sending tweets out and not taking any in. Right, got you. I, I wasn't directly thing is, involved I mean, in Lennox's case. So. Obviously, sorry, obviously a lot of us were affected by Lennox. You know, yes. he was... 
he entered, I think, I think I'm close to saying that everybody that read the story got taken in by such a powerful thing. And everybody knows that on the Asu show, we did do a four-hour show on the night that he was, uh, before he was put down. And also had somebody to go over to Belfast who literally did get into Belfast City Council building as well on that day. Um, and we did so much, and, and I, want, I wanted to keep that going. I want to be able to keep that window open, and I did mention about Lennox only the other day because it was obviously six months ago since he was killed. It and is, yes. It, it is something that has, I mean, it, it went global. Everybody knows the name Lennox Barnes now. There isn't a person I talk to that hasn't heard of him. You know, this, this BSL case basically took the bad side of BSL globally where people can now see that, Taking a dog based on its breed or its look is inherently wrong. You know, it, it is racism, and we wouldn't accept it against a human being. So for Lennox yep. to be destroyed based purely on the fact that he was a mixed breed that looked off type, angered very many people. This is why I yep. set up Lennox Law. I, I specifically named it after Lennox in the hope that this would be his legacy in a way, that yep. no other animal could be taken and seized and destroyed how they look because a healthy animal should not be put to sleep under yeah. any circumstances be it a rescue animal because I'm very much for rescue work you know I don't believe that any healthy animal should, should be taken just for how they look and put down so this yeah. is where Lennox Law came from I started the petition 24 hours after Lennox died because it, it did really upset me and I've always yeah. been anti-BSL having been raised around German shepherds my mother used to get barraged with insults as we'd walk down the road with her as small children, simply because she had what were classed as guard dogs around small children. So it's something I grew up very aware of. And being a dog owner myself now, I had a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and I got the same treatment. Even with my boxer dogs, I get the same treatment. And I, I just yeah. don't believe it's fair to target a dog based on its breed or its look. And as you say, with yeah. Lennox, everybody now knows that name. So... To give a law in his name, it gives a legacy that people will understand. They'll understand where the law came from, why it was necessarily put in place. It, it would be there to protect the animals. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you um, also working alongside the Lennox family? No, I'm not. I have never spoken to them. I, I can't say that this is something that they necessarily even agree with me doing. This is something I have done myself as a UK citizen, seeing that the law that we have is wrong. It, it needs to change. You know, the government needs to step forward now and say, okay, we made a mistake with Lennox. Whether or not they'll admit to it, I doubt very much. But they need to say they made a mistake. There are flaws written within that law that they need to change. They, they need yeah. to step up now and say, you know, okay, we're wrong. We need to now protect the animals, protect the public at the same time, which I'm all for, yes, that's fair enough, but yeah. they can't do it the way they're doing it. Exactly. Do you know what, I, firstly, I want to say thank you to you, because I must admit, and, and I think Cathy will back me up here, we were just saying before that, you know, the, the whole world come together over Lennox, and <clears throat> I, I was saying only earlier that, it seems like everything's gone quiet, and this is why I've done today's show. Everything seems to have gone quiet over the BSL laws. And I'm not saying that yourself and other people aren't doing it, but I just wanted to sort of, uh, how can I put it, uh, re-rattle it all, if you like. 
get the awareness back up where it should be and get, with the show's help, be able to get it back onto YouTube and get people realising that nothing's gone away, it's still here and we're still fighting it. Do you know what I mean? Very much so, yes, very much so. I mean, the anti-BSL movement now, from even as little as a year ago, there are so many more people aware of it now. There's so many more people saying, yes, okay, this is wrong, we need to change it. You know, it is unfortunate that Lennox had to die for this to happen. You know, it, yeah. if that was me, I would, I would be beside myself. My dogs are my family, and I, my heart goes out to the Barnes family. I, I don't know what they're going through, and I wouldn't want to know, to be honest. You know, this is why I yeah. want to do this. I want to protect not just the dogs. This protects the families of the dogs. You know, this is a young child's dog that was put to sleep. You know, this is my yeah. best friend, and they took that dog away, held him for two years, and then destroyed him for nothing. It, yeah. It's just, I, I don't understand why they can't see that it's very wrong. And, yeah. you know, my petition is there now for people to go along. They can even leave comments on the petition page to say why they're signing it. So if they've got a grievance against the law, they can say, this is what I don't like about it. This is what I'd like to see change about it. Yeah, exactly. And and, and that's the thing. I mean, and I need to do a little bit of rant to back up what you're saying in the sense of I keep saying to everybody about adding people to the Ask Sue Show group. And I say to people, if if you needed the Ask Sue Show group, i.e. your dog got seized with BSL, or like mm-hmm. in America they've got dogs that are being shot by police, Oh, if your I dog don't. got seized or shot by the police, how many people would you want to add to the group? And everybody will say, hundreds, you know, I'd, I'd add everybody. Do yeah. not leave it till the moment when your dog gets seized or do, until your dog gets shot. Start sharing no. the show and sharing this petition, sharing links to be able to promote it now. Do not wait until it may happen to you and think, Actually, I didn't think it was going to happen to me. All these people didn't think it was going to happen to them, and it has. Well, um, as, as my Twitter followers will know, I mean, I've, I've posted pictures on tweets that would offend people. I've, I've posted a picture of a dog actually being put down, a, a pit bull terrier being put down. I actually posted the full video that the freeze frame came from as well. And it upsets people and it offends people, but that's the reality. That happens. You know, this, this isn't something that happens maybe once a year, this is happening every you know, day. to hundreds of dogs. I Absolutely. I saw that video, and I want to tell you, I could not get that image out of my mind. And in the particular video I saw, there were many animals being put down. Yes, there were. There were just a pile of dogs. Yes. Oh, dogs and cats, a huge yes. pile. When they did the roundup in Colorado, it looked like it was was a typical Holocaust, mountain of people that, that is not acceptable. That's not acceptable. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it is something that, yes, it offends people, but they need to see it. You know, there's no, there's no niceties about BSL. There's no niceties about rescue animals where the rescues are overfull and they have to put them to sleep because there's no room for them. It, it's a reality. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. 
if they turn their heads, it's like it's not true. But if we, that's our job to bring awareness to them and say, listen, I know this is not attractive. I know this is going to make bring tears to your eyes or turn your stomach. But this is what I'm asking you, and, and I'm on my knees begging you to look at. This is the reality of it, people. And I don't like to look at it, and I don't look to, like to look at a lot of the videos that Sue and I share. And Sue and I have spent many many countless hours on the phone with videos that we have literally sat and choked and cried over. But you know, oh, yes, I've done exactly yeah. the same. I mean, this is something that yeah. I've been totally against for many, well, virtually my entire adult life. You know, I've, I've gone around and I've signed every petition going and I've tried to save as many dogs as I can and it gets you nowhere until they change the law that is is the problem that is the root of it nothing's going to change they're going to keep putting these animals down they're going to keep saying you know this breed is bad that breed is bad they can't do that it's just totally wrong in the respect that if that was a human being and they were saying you know this race of people does this this race of people does that they would be locked up (laughs) there's no doubt about it they would be arrested and locked up so how can they get away with it with animals I have a a link that that I, I mean, like two minutes before we went on air, I contacted my good friend, Lana Lockhart, who also fights. She's an animal. She has 14 rescue dogs and one of my best friends, as much like my blood sister as anyone could be. And she presented to me a couple of months ago a particular page. And I called her and I said, I'm begging you, please find that page because I need that page. When I share that page with y'all today, it's going to put things in perspective and it's a page that I want y'all to really study. And and it gives it gives a breakdown. And this is what people, this, this is what is not talked about. It, it, it's, it's, it's all generalized. This is ratios, numbers and actual percentages and it changes the whole ball game. This and it comes from a reliable pet website. So I'm excited to share a lot of these things with us tonight. We mm-hmm. I have another friend calling in from Massachusetts. Um and uh she was instrumental in getting the BSL dropped in Massachusetts and she fought she fought her heart out, and uh, I'm anxious to hear from her and find out what we all can learn. And, uh, Linda, what you're sharing, uh, you know, I can't tell you how much we appreciate the people like you, Linda, and the people like the, 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 a friend of mine who's going to call in who take their time. We don't get paid for doing this. We don't get no, anything no, satisfaction not. in our heart. And the satisfaction in my heart is worth more than my body weight in gold. This yeah. isn't, I mean, this for me, I'm, you know, I don't want recognition for it. You know, I, I don't want to be famous. But, you know, there's no personal gain for me behind this. It is purely because I see something completely wrong with this law, and I want to change it. I want to turn around and stand in front of these ministers that make these laws and say, this is the reality of what you're doing. You are killing innocent, healthy animals but no more than how they look or what breed they are or what race they come from. It's just completely crazy to me to sit there and think that they're doing that. You know, it's no better than with human beings having slavery in place. You know, that we, we got it's rid of so the laws to protect humans. Why can't they get rid of the laws to protect these animals? 
It's, yep. it's profiling any way you look at it. Profiling. It is, definitely. Racial profiling. It's breedism. It is breedism. That's exactly right. That's exactly Do you know right. what, Linda? I have, I have said so many times on the show, right, and yet for those that listen to the Asusha all the time, yeah, there's a rant coming. I just want to say, and I've said this so many times, Linda, a dog bites, right, okay? And yet, okay, the odd time you'll have the odd thing, but there'll be an incident where a dog attacks, okay? Mm-hmm. But then what gets me is we have the dogs that look like a pit bull type, and for that, they put them down. I no myself have a mixed dog, they and um, the, the people that bred him, specifically bred him as a boxer, Staffordshire Bull Terrier cross, trying to obtain a pit bull look. Thankfully for me, he's very feminine featured and doesn't look very butch, so I'm I'm quite happy that you know he shouldn't be taken as these from me. But there's nothing to say he wouldn't be, because he is yeah. a mixed breed. You know, he was bred to look like a pit bull, which in the UK is currently still a banned breed. Even though I myself yeah. would personally love to own one, because I adore the breed, I understand the intricacies of the breed. They are completely misunderstood. Let me get that yeah. out there now. Um, you know, for, for anyone that's like me that owns a, a mixed-breed animal within the UK, we, we now sit there and quake taking our dogs out because we wonder, all that dog's got to do is bark or look at someone wrong. Someone will report it, and then you've got the dog warden on your doorstep saying, I'm taking your dog. What, yeah. what do you do when they do that? You've got nothing exactly. to protect you. But, but like yes. I was going to say, it, what... Sorry, what gets me is that they will look at a dog and they'll say, right, that's a certain type, we're going to put that down because we believe that it shouldn't be here or whatever they say. But then we have paedophiles on our street that can sexually abuse children over and over again. They can share pictures of children all over the Internet. They can go abroad and and abuse children and come back here and, and vice versa all over the world. Yet we go and put a tag on them. Let's face it, it's a joke because half the time it's not even followed up where they are. Sometimes they're put on the list, which is as much use as a chocolate fire guard, and they are allowed to walk around by our children's schools, and they're even given the chance, if you like, to do it again. But they'll go and put a dog down by how it looks. Now, if that's not one messed up law, I don't know what is. Well, it is a very messed up law. It's, you know, there's so many flaws written in it, you know, that they'll say that they'll seize the dog because there's been a complaint and then they'll follow up on the complaint and like they did with Lennox, you know. Yeah. It was a complete travesty that that dog was taken. He wasn't even the targeted dog that was meant to be taken in the first place. He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But because they saw him, they thought, hmm, he looks a bit butch, you know, he, he's a mixed breed, we can sort of take him and say, you know, there's something wrong with this dog. Because they can do it, they will. Because they don't, you know, there's so much fear-mongering goes on, especially here in the UK, with bull terrier dogs. You know, they, they became a status dog within the UK. I found that out when I had my own sassy girl. I would walk down the street with her, and the looks and comments I would get having small children, because I have eight children in my family, and I would walk down the road with a buggy, with my two twin girls in, with a savage bull terrier, and I would get filthy looks, dirty comments, simply because of her breed. They didn't know her. They knew nothing about my dog. But I would still get it. Now, this dog has been around all my children. She's an absolutely gorgeous animal. 
She got attacked by two German shepherds, ended up with fear aggression, has to wear a muzzle in public, and now she's become a stereotypical Safi. You know, it's not her fault that she has fear aggression. Yep. She didn't ask to be attacked by two other dogs. Yep. But but people don't look that far. They, like, you, like no, we they all know, her and they just, just judge. Safi. Yep. Yep. Just judge. I ha- I've got a Rottweiler, and I had exactly the same. I had her in the back of my car, and I opened the. T- I got. I was putting the shopping in the car, and she was sat in the car, and I heard two women talking, and they said, "Oh, I don't." Um, something, some sarcastic remark like, "Oh, I don't like them. You can't trust them." Or something was said, and I said, "I beg your pardon." And she said, "Oh, uh, uh. I said, do you know what? I said, there's a much worse breed than Rottweilers, you know, much worse." And she said, "Oh, what's that?" I said, "The human race itself." I said, yes, that's what definitely. made her. I said, if you'd gone to the home where I went and picked her up, weighing four, uh, four, under four kilos at 14 weeks old in a druggy household that wasn't looking after her, who were breeding dogs like it was going out of fashion because it was filling up their pockets. Yeah, you know, it makes me sick. They just, they just look at the breed and judge it, and it's just not disgusting. right. They just don't know. No, they don't. But they look at a dog, they see a certain breed or a certain look, and they go, oh, that's one of them dangerous dogs. I mean, a case in point, on my Facebook page, I told the story of my neighbour's dog. He's a Rottweiler, and he lives with a Mastiff Cross as well. They're both lovely boys, live with two young children. The the owners are very responsible. They look after their dogs very well. You know, they're very good people. The dogs are very good. Now, Kobe would walk down the street, and he would get picked on because of his breed. People would make comments, etc. as you get with any, any owner knows with that kind of breed, you're going to get the abuse. Now, Kobe developed cancer in his front leg. Unfortunately, it was sad for his family, and we were all devastated when it happened. He had to have his leg amputated. Now, he walks down the, le- down the road with three legs, and everybody wants to go up and pet him because they feel sorry for him. Now, this is a dog yeah. that six months ago they would have run away from. So it goes to show it is purely, purely cosmetic. Because yep. no one would go near Kobe with four legs. Now he's got three legs. They all want to know him. It's mad. It is mad. So, so how long have you been? So you've been doing the petition and everything since the Lennox story. Yes, I, I started the petition 24 hours after Lennox was put to sleep, because all through the case, I, I had the feeling, you know, he wasn't going to get out. They weren't going to let him go because that is the nature of BSL. That, that's what happens. So I'd already had the idea in my head after talking to several other people about it to start this petition. It's actually on change.org if anybody wants to go and look for it. They just need to search Lennox Law. Um, I've put the link in the chat room for you and your page link as well. Or is it both in the chat room? Brilliant. Thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> I started it because, you know, Lennox took it global. This is now something that everybody recognises as a law that needs changing, it, it, it needs updating, you know, it is racism, it is breedism, people don't want it anymore, especially dog owners, we don't want it anymore, because it, it makes us fearful to take our animals out. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. Absolute crazy. But, you know, anything that we can do to help you within the ASU show, um, you've got my email address, please you know, I, I'll be sharing the links and, and your page into the Ask Sue Show. And uh, also, I'll send you a friend request. You know, if you g- 
give me a friend request or vice versa. You know, we can join you onto the Ask Sue Show group and you can put your links in there as well. That's brilliant. That would be absolutely wonderful because obviously, you know, I need 100,000 signatures UK government asked for before they will even look at a proposal. This won't say that with 100,000 signatures they will change it. This is they will then look at it. Then I will have to keep pushing for them to then change it. So with only 5,600 signatures, I need a lot more. I need people to turn around and say, okay, I agree with what you're proposing. The proposal is all there on the petition for them to read. I need them to then sign it, put their reasons for signing it, or they can remain anonymous. You know, yeah. it needs to be done now. Yes, definitely. It's no good waiting around for it. It's got to be done. It's, we've waited too long for this as it is. Um, and I just want to say to everybody, you know, for everybody who mentions the word Lennox, we need to be sharing this petition straight after it because at the end of the day, it, horrible as this sounds, Lennox has gone, but we have got to make sure that he did not die in vain. We do need to yeah. get this petition out there, and we do need to start making a difference. This needs to go on Twitter. It needs to go on Facebook. It needs to go everywhere. Send it to your well, people there, there in your emails everywhere. and I mean, everything. We need to get it out there. You can literally search Lennox Law on Google, and it will come up with all the links. It's on Tumblr. It's on Facebook. It's got the petition on the actual petition site. It's on Twitter. You know, you, you can go on any of them. Put in Lennox Law, and you will find me. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Well, I've already just put it on Twitter while I've been talking to you. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. I've actually retweeted your So I'm already well. on with it. <laughs> but, you know, how, how have you... You know, is is the family, have they actually been sharing it for you as well? You know, because obviously, I'll admit, I, I do question the fact that I don't think if my dog had been put down that I would have kept so quiet. And I'm not no, knocking I mean, them because... My, my daughter's actually on Twitter. She's only 14. She, she went on um, YouTube. She actually posted herself on YouTube singing to try and save Lennox. Um, if anybody wants to go and look at it, her name's Jordan Rice, and the link was True Colours. Um, okay. So, you know, this is a 14-year-old girl. If she can see that it's wrong, then so can the world. Do you know what? I've got a 13-year-old boy who's doing exactly the same, who set up a, a page um, called God Help John the Dog for a dog that was um, nigh on yeah. starved to death. And he, he's 13, and I've got two other children that are 12 and 10. And the respect of these young ones are actually so. doing something about it because we need to praise them to the hills, to be fair, because at the end of the day, these are our future, and these are the ones we need to be promoting as much as anything. Oh, definitely, definitely. If any, you know, the, these are going to be the government of the future. The, these children are going to run our countries, and they're going to say, okay, we've had enough of it. We don't want this. So even yeah, if we don't succeed, right. we're leaving them a legacy to follow. Yeah, absolutely. They children learn by what they see. They emulate what they see, and if we set the example and set the precedent, then we will raise a generation of children who are aware, who will who will continue the fight, and who will continue to make the changes. Yeah, definitely, definitely, absolutely, totally agree with you. So, definitely. Um, Sue, is there a call on hold from area code 508? Yes, there is. Yeah, I was just finishing um, with Linda because obviously she's got a UK number. Linda, thank you very much for calling into the show. I, I really appreciate welcome. it. Thank you for letting me. Linda, no, it's okay. You. Anytime. Thank you so much. Yeah, and Linda, anytime you need our help in the Ask Sue show or, you know, if you see a show that you like and you want to come on, just give us a call in. It's not a problem. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, thanks for calling into the show. 
Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And just to uh, really recap on that very quickly, I just want to tell everybody, that was Linda. She's got the petition for the Lennox Law, um, an absolute fantastic lady. Uh, the links will be going into the Ask Sue show straight after the show. We need to get that literally shared everywhere. So thank you very much to Linda for calling into the show. And uh, let, we do need to get that out there quickly, don't we, Kathy? Because, you know, that's exactly what we've been looking for. Yes. Well, the reason I asked about this call from 508, um, can, can, can you get her on the phone? Because I, I really want to introduce yep. her. Go on, you, you, go on, you introduce. <laughs> is, is she on yet? Deborah, are you on? She's here. Go on. Hello. Hello. Deborah. Hello. Deborah, hi. Okay, everyone, I want to introduce to you all one of the most I am so humbled to have her as a friend. She is undoubtedly, as I mentioned to you earlier in the show, the most profound animal advocate, and she's she works 60 hours a week at her job, and the rest of her personal time she dedicates feeding feral cat colonies. She has built a cat shelter. It's basically a cat country club on her own property where she goes and rescues these animals. She she's she does it all out of her pocket, people. And this is Deborah Young. And I don't know how many of you know of little Juno, the little awesome chihuahua Juno's Place on Facebook. But if you haven't heard of Juno's Place, you need to go like that page. Juno is a little chihuahua doing huge, amazing things. And Deborah and Juno and Nikki, her pit bull, they live in Massachusetts. And fortunately, Massachusetts is one of the states that recently abolished the BSL law. And I know that Deborah has fought long and hard along with all her advocates and her network up there. And I'd like to ask you several questions, Deborah. The first one uh, and, and I'm going to talk more about Juno in just a minute because I've got a very special, special request that I'd like for you all to do. Um, but let's let's talk to Deborah first about Massachusetts. Deborah, what what did you see was the beginning of the the breakdown of the BSL law in Massachusetts? What 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 really facilitated that? Do you think? Well, there's so many different things going on in Massachusetts. There's so many animal rights organizations and so many so many organizations that rescue pit bulls, and they they all just try to show, you know, the better side and and the things that you do do not see on TV. You know, there's things right. like pet, pet things like Pet Rock Festival that you know allows the pit bulls to come. You know, and mm-hmm. there's so many there's so many people that have therapy dogs here that are that are pit bulls. You know, and you know. People just love to breed, and and the thing is, you know, the main thing is education, not eradication. So that is what a lot of people have done. You know, they've just stood behind that that rule, and they've showed that it was Jeffrey uh, Shepherds, it was the Doberman Pinschers, it was the Mastiffs. You know, you can't keep doing it. It has to stop somewhere, and it stops here. Um, I know you're very instrumental in pet rock theft. And yeah. I know that um, Juno, little Juno, let me tell you people, and, and I'm so in love with Juno, and Juno is one of the first animal pages that I followed when I joined Facebook. And then Deborah and I, of course, became friends. And Deborah, before you came online, I, I really talked about the great deal of respect and admiration I have for your dedication, for your loyalty, for your, un, your you never tire 
because you're such you're so you're you're a person of conviction in what you believe in. And little Juno, um, she's a very special little dog. And as I mentioned, she's a little Chihuahua. Now I am putting the link to Juno's place right now in the chat room. And I'd like for everyone to please go and like Juno's place because, as I mentioned, she's a little chihuahua doing huge, amazing things. She's got her own, she's got several little cars that she rides around in. She goes to these festivals. She fights for BSL. She, her sister Nikki is a beautiful pit bull, and um, Deborah's had a great deal of experience with pit bulls, has rescued I don't know how many dogs. I watched her patiently wait to rescue this dog. Uh, wasn't it at the um, a salvage yard, Deborah, where the dog was hiding in the cars? And, um, yeah. The dog, remember? Was the dog was loose in about 120 acres of junkyard living from car to car. The, car, the little dog we named Wolfie, he was out for 18 months. The guys have seen him running around for 18 months. It took me three days to trap him. And I remember, I remember that victory day too, and those photographs yeah. when you saved that dog. Yeah. Um, he's part of my pack now. Is, pardon me. He lives with us. He, li- he lives with us now. I tell you, you you're, you're just one of my heroes because you here again. You live in Fedham, Massachusetts. You know what it takes to, 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 to change these laws. And when Massachusetts dropped the BSL, I celebrated for days over that because that was just the beginning. This happened about the same time, you know, that Colorado was rounding up, that Denver, Colorado was rounding up the pit bulls. And we saw mountains of dead pit bulls that had been murdered because of their breed. And this is not acceptable. It cannot continue. So we're trying to learn from states that have been able to abolish the law. Now, I would like for everyone, uh, because I do love Juno so much, and because Juno, and I love Deborah, and she knows this, and I I admire y'all so much. And little Juno is such a fan of Criminal Minds, the TV show. And I... There's a petition, and I believe it's on Juno's page, right, Deborah? That's correct. Yes, correct. Okay. We all believe that Juno deserves a cameo role in Criminal Minds, and this is not beyond the realm of possibility, people. I'd like for you all to please, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart to please go like Juno's page if you haven't already. Read about Juno's accomplishments and her activities all the pet shows, the uh, community events. She's always there. She's, she's, I mean, this little dog has personality of a human being, and there's a little person in that little body. And she's a big dog in a little chihuahua's body. But I would like for y'all please to sign the petition to help Juno get on Criminal Minds because we just think that Juno is, um, for me, I think Juno is a very special little dog that is doing big things, and Juno has been specific, I mean, specifically involved in the um, the challenging of the BSL laws. You know, you don't have to be a bully breed or a dangerous breed dog to want to break down the, the BSL system. And here again, Deborah Young, her mother, Deborah has a Facebook page, but Juno... 
uh, follow Juno. You'll learn so much. You'll learn about uh, the different events. You'll learn about the different uh, ways you can communicate with your states, with your Congress. With, I mean, there's just it's an endless, uh, an endless list of information that Deborah and Juno have put together on this page. And I'm just asking everyone to please take a moment, not only sign the petition, but share the petition so that we can get little Juno on Criminal Minds and perhaps even bring awareness to BSL by that process. You know, if you reach for the stars, you know, you might touch the sky. You never know. And and the crazier things have happened, but this little dog has already made big changes, and Deborah is behind it all. And uh, here again, I mean, for a person to work 60 hours a week, basically have no social life, spend, like when I talked to her before the show, she was out with Juno, and they were feeding their usual round of feral cat colonies. And actually, here it is. actually we're, we're still doing that right now. I just pulled over on the side of the road. Oh God bless you! <laughs> and and I know it's all, I can't imagine how cold it is in Massachusetts right now. And I, oh, you're out doing this. But uh, <laughs> I would just like to add one thing though about Lennox. I mean, every time I hear that name, my heart just drops. I mean, we 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 shared that petition, you know, to save him, and we don't even know how long he was alive, you know. But to watch all the reports that were on, and and people were fighting for him, and then to know that that he's gone. We we still want to do a lot in Lennox's memory and and get you know BSL stopped you know in memory of Lennox in memory of all of them you know it's just awesome. but he has really Lennox I will never in my whole life I'm only in my thirties I will never forget it I will never forget it I just it just still brings a tear you know I can still choke up when I think about it so but well, that's, that's all I wanted to say on that matter. And, and Deborah, honey, we, we are all right with you. I mean, all these dogs, every single one, and I don't think there's a day that I wake up that I don't see another story in my news feed about another pit bull. Now, I promise you all that I had a page that I was going to share with you all. This comes from 1-800-PET-MEDS. Now, this is a very – I was so impressed with the research they did and the um, – percentages. Now, for those of you who can't, like Deborah, I know you're on your phone right now, but now let, let's talk about this, okay? Now, this this particular study was taken, I think, from 2009. Uh, it's been it's a couple years old, but um, it says, uh, let's look at the facts. True, people attacks have resulted in more fatalities than, effect, but than attacks by other breeds. Hold on. Also true, the probability of being fatally attacked by a pit bull is lower than many other breeds. Now, I'm going to give you four examples. Okay? If you have a dog, let's say a Rottweiler, a population of 900,000 Rottweilers, okay, mm-hmm. and there are only 39 fatal attacks, well, that doesn't... You know, that kind of, the media doesn't look at that. But when you have a population of 5,256,000 pit bulls and there are only 66 fatal attacks 
which is 0.00125%. That is such a lower ratio of attacks, but the media does not present the truth. They spin. The other dog they're talking about are chows. 240 population, eight fatal attacks. That's a 00333%. That's higher than pit bulls. The Rottweilers were higher than pit bulls. The next one, German Shepherds, 780,000, 17 fatal attacks, 0.00217%. So when you look at the pit bulls, 66 attacks out of 5 million, 5 and a quarter million pit bulls at 0.00125%. These are the facts that we need to educate people about. It's relative to the number of animals of that breed, the attacks as as compared to the actual number of dogs. And later on down the page, it says right here, a Labrador mix attacked a 70-year-old man, sending him to the hospital in critical condition. Result, one local newspaper mentioned. Second one, a 16-year-old child suffered fatal head and neck injuries from an attack by a mixed-breed dog. The result, two local newspaper mentions. The third one. A six-year-old boy was hospitalized after a mixed-breed dog tore off his ear and bit him severely. Result, one local newspaper mentioned. Now, this is the kicker. A 59-year-old woman was hospitalized with severe injuries following an attack by two pit bulls. Result, mentions in more than 230 newspaper articles worldwide and televised by CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. Now, if somebody can help me understand that, that is nothing but the media. And and we need to now now we need that the media is our enemy. They are not our friend. And I Sue and I both research before we do a show. We do not speak only from opinion. However, our our opinions, obviously, because we're passionate, they do filter into our conversation. However, we back up everything we say with documentation. I'm going to share the website with you so you can go and read it for yourself. And these numbers speak for themselves. So here again, the pit bulls, it's it's they're just getting a bad rap, but we need to make these numbers um, apparent to the public. And I'm looking right now. There's uh, in Dogster, and I'm getting ready to post this right here. These are 75, 75 dangerous dogs, uh, and I'm I'm just going to read the first few: Airedale Terrier, Akita. Uh, Bulldog, Alaska Malamute, Shepherds, Husky, Pitbull Terrier, Wolf Dog, uh, Anatolian Shepherd. Let's go on down. Boxer, Bulldog, uh, Catahoula Leopard Dog. That's a that's a, a working dog. Chow Chow, Doberman Pinschers, uh, English Mastiffs, Fox Terrier, French Bulldog. I mean, these are pugs. A pugs on here. Um, you know these that these are dogs. There and by the way, the poodle 
was recently added. Remember, Sue, when Howard told us that yep. last week? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like every week another breed of dog is added. And I was telling someone today that any dog can bite. Any dog can bite. It is, excuse me, excuse me, it is the, it's the socialization skills that's been taught. It's the owner. It is, it's that, that's, I mean, it's the relationship between the owner and the dog. And, and I know we've all heard this, we've all said it, but I'll never get tired of saying it. It's the deed, not the breed. And this is why we, Deborah, this is one of the reasons I really wanted to call you and, and have you on the show because anything that we can learn from you that you have pers- personally been involved in or seen in Massachusetts that we can implement in other parts of the country that can help make an effect and save some of these dogs' lives. Please, I mean, you know, I, I, I just honor you so much for what you do and for coming on the show. But I respect what you've done, and I'm listening to everything you say. And well, first, just, okay, I would just like to say one quick thing about the media, and, and you are 100% correct, because recently here there was a dog attack on a child, and all the media came, and they were, they started, you know, doing their thing, asking questions. And the minute they found out the dog was a beagle, they packed up and left. And, you know, even the officer said, where are you guys going? And he, one of the reporters said, you know, a beagle's not going to sell stories. And off he went. There you go. There you go. It's all about sensationalism, and that's why... Uh, I think I've told you this before. Sue and I do a show on Saturdays about global government. And I I think that CNN and Fox and MSNBC, to me, they're cartoons because it's all spin. It's, it's what hits the cutting room floor. It's what they want us to believe. And people who believe everything they hear in the news I'm, you know, I really, I, 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 I almost, it's almost laughable because as a grown human being, an adult who cannot get on the computer or go to their library and do research on their own, that's, that, that's not given to us by the media. These statistics I just mentioned to you, do you think the media is going to come on after all their pit bull stories and say, oh, by the way, you know, we we really attacked the wrong breed. You know, percentage-wise, mm-hmm. their percentages were lower than all these other dogs. No, that's so, you're correct. You're, you're 100% correct, and that's why Juno offered that challenge on her Facebook page about a week or so ago, for people who only believe what they believe because of the media, get up off your couch or get up from the kitchen table in the newspaper, go to a shelter, go anywhere, and meet a pit bull face-to-face, and then make your judgment. Yeah. You know, Deborah, I I posted on my page this morning, and I have told this story before, so I won't make it lengthy, but the the first pit bull I ever met in my life was a trained guard dog, uh, the couple who had these dogs, they had a Dalmatian and they had a pit bull. And both these dogs had been sent to Germany for professional training. And they were trained in German commands. And I went to my girlfriend's house. The Dalmatian wasn't there that weekend. I went to her house. She said, okay, and I can't. You have my kitchen, my, my house key. Come in the kitchen door. I'm going to sit in the den with Bo. 
Uh, I'm going to have him at my side, healed. And I'm going to, don't walk, don't approach me. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to hug you, get your scent on me. He's going to see my affection for you. I'm going to come over, let him smell you. So I go over after she does all that, and I sit down on her sofa. So I'm sitting there, and this put, this was a big staffy. He must have weighed close to 100 pounds. And purebred, or he came from overseas, um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful blue. And he <laughs> he put his front two paws in between my knees on the sofa, and he, I've got this big heart-shaped head staring at me with this big pity grin. And to make a long story, and I wasn't nervous. I showed no fear because I, I don't fear animals. I just, I don't. And to make a long story short, that was her guard dog. Her husband was not with us that night. He was in another state. That dog, though, normally slept with her. The minute I went to bed, my hand to God, Bo came into my room. I am lying on my right side with my arm under the pillow in front of me. Bo crawls up in the bed with me, spooned me with his head on my arm and pillow, and we did not move all night. And she woke up the next morning and walked past my bedroom door and stopped and said, Oh, my God, I can't believe that my pit bull is lying there with you. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> He's a big snuggle bug. And, and that was my first experience. And, uh, I, you know, I just wish, I just wish, my prayer is that through all of our efforts, we are able to bring the awareness and have people like you, Deborah, and people like Linda, who was on earlier, and other people. Yesterday we had all of these people who have had, like Kathy, who lost Kahlua, Boss, and, and uh, uh, the other baby, all three people at the same time. Like Chloe, who was shot in the garage when they had her on a catch pole. You know, these cops are out of control. And we, we have two issues, two problems at hand here. The first one being the discrimination and profiling against this precious breed. The second problem are out-of-control cops who are, who are trigger-happy. Um, I posted an article yesterday on my page about the recent discovery of rampant steroid use among law officers. Now, we all know what steroids do to people. It makes you aggressive. So I think that a lot of these badge wearers, don't deserve to carry a firearm. I think they need a mental evaluation before they're even allowed to be a police officer. So these are our two issues that we're having to face right now is our war against the profiling and our war against police, I call it brutality, because as Sue mentioned, they are, they're now shooting people. They are... Sue, do you remember a couple of weeks ago, the guy that they tasered, the homeless man, they tasered and tasered in the street and beat him to a pulp. You didn't even recognize him. Do you remember that picture? Yes. Yep. Do you know what? I just want to say, Kathy, I would love to get a sponsorship of somebody, of a company or whatever, right? And I would love to. I mean, I'm saying the U.K., but I'd love to do America. And do you know what I would love to do? I would love to travel around with a pit bull mum and a yes. cute eight-week-old puppy pit bull. Yes. And I would love to have somebody, say, just, just a little bit further down the road with the mum 
and I would make sure that I got a big enough crowd around me saying what a cute little puppy it is and oh I'd love to take it home it's beautiful isn't it gorgeous it's a, and they'd be kissing it and loving it yeah. and, then I'd the and then I'd say and here's the mum does she look dangerous does that puppy look dangerous at the moment when does it get dangerous when all really? of you humans get in touch with it and you go and change it into what you want it to be. Every single dog that is nasty out there in any shape or form, and, and let's face it, this can be Chihuahua, this can be a Border Collie, it can be a Labrador, it can be a Pitbull, it can yeah. be a Rottweiler. All of yeah. them dogs did not wake, you know, were not born nasty. They were all born cute. They were all born innocent. They were all born beautiful. The humans touched them and trained them what they wanted to be. The only persons that are to blame for what these dogs are, the ones that are aggressive, are the people that are holding the leads, which is why I suggested going back a while that we change it from BSL to OSL, owner-specific legislation, where these dogs are then... They have to be microchipped, insured, neutered, spayed, dependent on if, if it's for breeding purposes and it's established breeder who we know that is, is obviously not going to take the mick out of it. There is going to be certain guidelines and it will be like owning a car in the sense of it will have, have to be checked yearly. It would have to be microchipped, which would actually have a license attached to that. It would be insured and everything. If people are saying that it's too much to own a dog, then don't own a dog. It's as simple don't as that. Own a dog. It, no. If you if you I, I, if you don't want to be looking after it, you don't want to be responsible for it because then that would stop so many things. If we because I was just reading on that page that you were just saying about Kathy, and it said that ninety seven percent of dogs involved in fatal dog attacks in two thousand and six were not spayed and neutered. I'm reading it right More, now. More than mm-hmm. 70% of dog bites in 2006 were from unneutered male dogs. An there unneutered male dog is 2.6 more likely to bite than a neutered dog. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. so many things associated with things because the humans are not being responsible. And all these people that are saying to me, we're against the BSL laws and everything else. Yes, you probably are in theory, but you need to be doing all the rest of things. The reason that we've got half these problems is because people aren't spaying the neutering, they're not controlling their dogs, which if these dogs didn't get out and they didn't have an issue with running up to people or whatever, you know, we'll have people that said, well, it got out and it was running around and then this happened and that happened. Well, take control. I understand that dogs do get out accidentally. I'm not that. I mean, mine have done it myself. But the thing is, there's people that let their, their dogs are getting out nearly every week and then they wonder why there's an issue. I look at it like this. Would a parent allow a one-and-a-half or a two-year-old child to walk out their door and wander freely around the neighborhood? Of course not. An animal is the same way. You take responsibility for a life. You make sure that animal is vetted. Every animal should be microchipped. I have two rescue cats. Both my boys are fully vetted. They're indoor cats, and they are both microchipped. And if you look on down a little farther on that page, it says right here, um, 
the gender gap. Male dogs are 6.2% more likely to bite than female dogs. And it says chain dogs are 2.8% more likely to bite. Of course, a chained dog is going, well, what would you do if you were chained? It's like being cramped in a kennel all day. You get a little anxious. Come on. And then it says, this is the kicker. This is the big one. 88% of all fatal dog attacks involving two-year-old children occurred when no adult was present. Now, whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. I agree with that yeah. also. <laughs> yes. And, and do you know what gets me? As soon as a dog bites a child, it's put down. There is no law to say we need to check this out. No, we just put the dog down. Who the hell has the right just to say we're going to put that dog down? That's the end. It doesn't matter. It's disposable. It's not a nappy. It's a, it's an animal. Now, the well, thing is, I'll, I'll give you an example of this. Somebody I knew had a dog, and they got in touch with me, and they said, Oh, Sue, do you know anybody will be home our dog? It's not good with ch- young children. I went, what dog are you talking about? And she went, oh, my one. You know, that little terrier. I said, all right, why, why are you getting rid of it? And she went, oh, it's bit my lad. I went, what do you mean it's bit your lad? I said, he's always been soft as a brush with it. She went, yeah, he bit him. I don't want him in the house when he's like this. And I thought, hmm, this is a bit deeper than this, because I thought she probably, something was obviously going on. So I said, oh. I said, well, what was your lad doing at the time? She went, oh, he was eating a butty. That's when, the, obviously, the brain kicked in, and I thought, yeah, you were feeding the kid, the poor dog was hungry, he's gone to get a bite of it, and, of course, it's caught the kid's hand, and then all of a sudden, she dumped the dog, she just got rid of it, she just rehomed it to anybody, and said, off it goes. So it's do you remember... It's the same thing. Exactly. Sue and I, as I, as everyone knows, we speak so many times a day, even though a whole ocean separates us. But <laughs> 15 minutes before the show, I was talking to one of my neighbors, and I had Sue on the phone. I had walked to carry my trash out. And I stopped to talk to him. Sue heard the conversation. He showed me a dog bite on the back of his uh, calf, and he said it came from a pit bull. And he said, but let me tell you, he said, this dog was part of a dog fighting ring, and the guy, uh, and I'm not going to mention a race, had him off the leash trying to get him to attack another dog. And I, I said, I looked right at him, and Sue heard me say this. I said, you're in a position to where you see dog fighting rings? He said, all the time. And I said, the next time you see one, you call me confidentially. I will make sure that you are connected with the appropriate source that can reward you for with $5,000 if that ring is brought down. And he has motivation now. And he'll be, he'll be much more aware and because he realizes they're good dogs, but they're in the wrong hands. And here again on this page, it says dog fighting is a criminal activity organized by humans and considered a felony offense in all 50 states. Pitbull types are more exploited than any other breed. 97% pitbulls not involved in dog fighting. 3% of pitbulls are involved in dog fighting. And illegal activity commonly associated with dog fighting is drugs, gambling, and murder. And it said... A detective told the New York Daily News, you can get more drugs and guns off the street by bringing 
by breaking up dog rings than you would by breaking up drug rings. And he's right. He's right. Exactly. So, um, I've also got pages here. Um, um, Here is one. um, It's a dangerous dog list. I want to post this. And I think some of the states have actually changed their laws. And I believe that California in particular is one of them. Um, California does not ban pit bulls, but they, um, it's a mandatory sterilization of pit bulls. Um, which, I mean, you know, that we, we don't want to eradicate the breed, but if it means that dog gets to live by being neutered or spayed, I'm all for it. If that dog gets to live, because um, I, I well I, I don't have to say y'all already know and 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 this this website dogbites.org I, I want to tell you something I'd like to get a hold of the person that's responsible for that website because they are spreading rumors that aren't true like how a pit bull their jaws lock and they you can't open them when they bite that's the biggest myth I've ever heard in my life. It's not reality. Y'all do know that, right? Yes, correct. Is that the website that's run by that woman named Colleen? Yes, it is, Deborah. Yeah. We've had run-ins with her, too. Online, obviously. But, yeah. Um, but but, but she is people like her that are spreading the propaganda that we have to counteract. We have to counteract. Well, rumor has it that she changes many stories that even don't revolve around pit bulls to make them suddenly revolve around pit bulls. It could be a beagle, a German shepherd, or any kind of animal story, and she will change it to pit bull and then repost that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But um, I just wanted to point out yes, real honey. quick, there, there's organizations here in Massachusetts and a lot in Worcester where I where I work that – um, different shelters, organizations, they they spay and neuter pit bulls for free just to have that done. And that is and that is a, a very big plus for many people who have pit bulls to, get to, to push them to get it done. So they will do it. You know, that is a good mm. program to start. We have a program here called Spay Worcester that goes around and um, helps abandoned and abused cats and um, spays and neuters feral and free roaming cats. And they've also pointed out that they will do pit bulls. You know, so those are good programs as well. You know, that needs to be started. And it doesn't cost that much, really, to spay and neuter any animal, you know. So it depends on the dollar. So to have organizations like that is is excellent. And the other thing is, Debbie, sorry, the other thing is if the dogs actually get seized and then they are sent back to the owners, a lot of the time they will actually insist on the fact of them being spayed or neutered anyway. So why not do it before when they're younger rather than leaving it if it does get that your dog seized, at least it's already done. Correct. As well, never mind the fact of we've got enough unwanted puppies and enough dogs in this world to be looking after, never mind bringing in some more. Right. You're absolutely correct. I I, I posted uh, about a month ago, I, I went over to the local shelter where I am and I, I spent the whole day over there, and the majority of dogs uh, in there were your dangerous breed, quote-unquote. Um, there was even a great couple of Great Danes in there, a wolfhound, but the ones that I was drawn to immediately were the pit bulls. And these dogs were so happy and so happy to be walking 
and I got so tickled because this one, and he it really was a pocket pity, but he was so excited to have me hook my leash up to him and take him for a walk, and I'm laughing the whole time. He is dragging me around everywhere until we got out in the grass, and we rolled and we played, and I got a bath. He licked me, licked me, licked me. And another another story that I posted on my Facebook page about two weeks ago, and it's in my photos. One of my neighbors, there are two very young kids. I mean, remember, I'm 56, so 20-something is young to me. And they have a, a beautiful white rescue named Pearl. Pearl is a spade. She's a beautiful 80-pound pit bull. And um, Courtney and Jordan wanted to bring Pearl to my home to meet me. Well, my two cats are very large cats, and they've been around dogs, but I was really afraid that Spike would shred uh, Pearl. I, I mean, Spike is 37 pounds, and he's protected by his, his territory, and he's mommy. So I said, let me come down and meet Pearl. The minute I walked in the door of their home, the first thing I did was fall to my knees, get down to Pearl's level, and I had just gotten out of the shower. I had a towel around my head. Pearl licked every inch of my face. She got her tongue in my mouth. I got a little Frenchie from the pit bull. (laughs) She she (laughs) absolutely loved me. And I took pictures of her, and I took pictures of Courtney and Jordan with her. And I had so many people comment on that beautiful dog, and I was really talking about these are young kids if they can find it in their budget and I mean they're they're waiters and waitresses you know she's working at Hooters and he's working at a steakhouse but yet they took Pearl they got her a spade they got all of her shots they take she's microchipped she's treated well she's constantly vetted her nails are, are clipped she's clean she's bathed she's got toys she's got a collar leash you know that's responsible pet ownership and if you're going to have a child, you make sure you have everything that child needs. When you bring a baby home, does the baby not have a nursery and a bassinet and a changing table and all the toys and the, and the little rocky chairs and all that? Of course the baby does. The same thing is true for a pet. It's used responsible ownership, and they, they are our children. And I may have rescued my cats, but they changed, that they saved my life. So, you know, I, we, I mean, we could just go on and on with these wonderful stories, and this is what I want people to hear. And and when I thought about this show today, and, uh, you know, Deborah, you and I do communicate a lot by private message, yeah. and, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, in the 11th hour here, I, I sent Deborah a PM, and I said, please, please, I want you on the show because of all the reasons I mentioned, but she's in a state that one Massachusetts won, and they 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 drop BFL. So if we can follow their lead and and really study what Massachusetts did, and if there's any website you can uh, direct us to, Deborah, or any information, please forward it to me or Sue, and I'll make sure that it is is promoted on our pages. Any ideas in the chat room, all you, 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 you listeners out there and our wonderful participants that we see your faces and your names in that chat room every week, and you know who you are, and you know I love you all. But whatever we all can share together as a group 
and increase our group and, and add your friends to our group and promote the site, promote the show. Um, this is the only way we can get this done, people, and it's not going to be us doing it one by one. We're going to have to get a game plan together. We're going to have to unite, and we're going to have a consistent method of how we're going to do this, and we cannot give up, we cannot give in, and we will not back down. Right, group? Correct. Mm, definitely. Deborah, what what can we actually do? You know, what, can you sort of give us some guidelines of what you actually did in your area to actually change the laws? Anything that you can? Yes. Obviously, it's a, this hasn't gone overnight, so I'm not expecting you to say you need to do this, this, and this, and it'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? But what guidelines can you give us? Well, a lot of things that happened is you know it's bringing education into the schools and starting you know young and teaching kids that way, and then they bring that home and they talk about it with their parents and, and then the parents get motivated and then things change that way. You know, that's just one thing. And the other thing, like I said, is these different, like, um, organizations who who go to the things like Pet Rock and go to the different things like the Whisker Walk and they all have booths there and, you know, they talk about it, they bring pit bulls, you know, they educate people. It's all, you know, started with education, you know, and that's, you know, it's hard to come up with now that, you know, when I'm just thinking about it. But, I mean, so many yeah. things happen. Well, so many people come together. So many rescue organizations, you know, they just all had the same goal, you know. I mean, petitions, yeah. everything, you know. Deborah, you know, one of the things I always tell people, and, and this is what I want you all to pay attention to, because I've done my research. Our first decorated military dog was a pit bull, Sergeant Stubby. Helen Keller had a pit bull. They were the the pit bulls were called nanny dogs back in the twenties because of their protection of children. We didn't have dog fighting like we do today back in the twenties. These dogs were loving, protective pets. They were they were respected, they were cherished, they were loved, and they were part of the family. What has happened is the breed has fallen into the wrong element of society. And they have bred them and overbred them and treated them poorly. And and I don't know if y'all remember, and I know you will, Deborah, and I know you will, Sue, and a lot of folks in the chat room, when the, uh, I think it was the ASPCA that went in and seized those 65 bulldogs from that fighting ring about a month and a half ago. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember? Absolutely. Yeah. Those dogs were, their tails were wagging. I mean, as, as starved as they were, as scarred as they were, fresh wounds, they were, their tails were wagging because it's really not in their nature to bite your hand. It's really not. But, so, but the thing is, let, let's be realistic. No dogs, you know, this is the thing, and I was saying this to somebody the other day, aren't dogs just so forgiving? You can yeah. get dogs that are next door to death. And they are trying their hardest to wag their tail. They forgive what humans have done to them quite quickly and soon attach to another human. Yet the thing is, no dog will literally, let's face it, like I just said, it starts as a, as a pup. It isn't nasty when it started. And the thing is, it's only, and it all comes under the same umbrella. And we, I keep saying this on every single show, whatever we're talking about. It all comes down to the same thing. 
if government stepped up to the mark and saw that these could actually open their eyes, what we actually pay them to do, and see what is needed to be done in this world, i.e. stopping cruelty of whatever it is, also stopping discrimination of all of these dogs, and seeing what's actually going on, and changing the laws, and preventing, rather than showing things that have happened after. This, we need prevention of things happening, not showing what's happened after and saying, oh, we need to put this dog down because it's done this, this, and this. Hold on a minute. We need to be preventing it before it happens, not publishing it after. And this right. is the trouble. Well, we need it all to do. If this is what I keep saying to everybody. All of these things are two people's fault. One is society. Two is government. Society, because we allow it to happen, and because none of us will actually all get together in one place and let down our egos and just all work as a team and say we have had enough. This has got to change. There is only a small minority of people called the government, and society is 95% of it. We can overrun the government with their laws if we all just stood together and said the same damn thing. But the thing is, the government aren't stopping it. You can go and, in the UK, a guy went and buried, and I've said about these pups, I don't know how many times, he buried two pups that were days old. He buried them alive. He He's got died. 25 weeks. That is not a punishment. That is a joke. You know, that's not going to stop. That breeder was burying them because he, they weren't good enough for his standard, and he buried them. Well, he's not bothered about 25 weeks because all year he's just made thousands on breeding all of those pups. 25 weeks will just be holiday for him away from the dogs. Yeah. It's a joke. All of, the, all of the things that we need to be doing is just because society is not opening on their mouth. They are not standing up. They are not signing the petition. They're not sharing them. Everybody's saying, yeah, we need change. Who's actually going to stand up and, with all of us and actually make a difference? We need to start getting the celebrities on board. Start saying to celebrities, you know, stalk them to death. Share it onto their Twitters. Do you know what I mean? On, the, on their Facebooks and everything. Start to make them realize that society is standing together and we need them alongside us. It's us that's made them rich and they now need to support us with what we want to do. Yeah, that's I, think right. also, I, I think also one thing we need to do is get positive stories together. Hold on one second. So, Debbie, how long have you been actually doing all of this? Well, how long has this actually taken to change these BSL laws? Quite a few years, quite a few years. But I've been working with animals for about 12 years. I, I basically work with abandoned and abused cats. And the reason that I got involved with the dog end of it, because there was a lot of dog fighting going on in Worcester, you know, and people would call me, you know, and tell me that they found a, a hurt cat and that they know it's going to be used, you know, as a as a bait animal and stuff like that. So that's what brought it more to my attention, you know, yeah. when that stuff was going on. And there's, you know, so many people that want to help, but so many people that are afraid to stand to stand up because of where they live, because they don't have, you know, they're not in the best sections of town, you know what I mean? There's nowhere else for them to go. They want to make a change. They want to make a change silently, but they're willing to make the change, you know what I mean? They're willing yeah. to help, yeah. and, you know, that's how it came to my attention because I worked with abandoned and abused cats. You know, I didn't yeah. think it was that bad. You know, like my aunt always said, you know, I never thought the world could be that bad. You know, I just guess I have to open my eyes a little bit, and when I would be sitting out on the streets trapping cats, I could hear, you know, dog fighting in the distance. You know, I couldn't tell which direction it was coming in, but I knew it was there. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and and you know, I have friends that, like I said, have rescues, and they all they deal with is pit bulls. So I, you know, we all got together as well, and I'm still doing it, you know. And my little digs and marks come on Juno's place when I, you know, post a picture of, you know, Juno sitting on Nikki's head, you know, and stuff like that. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, my my little quips about, you know, you know, Pitbull's going to steal your heart. You know, I, you know, I don't care what people say about me. People want to fight with me all the time about it, you know, but I really don't care. You know, I have to stand up for what I think is right. You know, and that's a lot of people so much. And a lot of people, a lot of people say, you know, I can't look at that, I can't read that. Well, that's fine. Just hit the share button or sign your name and pass it along. Exactly. You know, I'm not, you know, and that's what I've said to people. But my main thing that I always am famous for saying for people: if you can't look at it or you can't read it for ten seconds, imagine what that animal felt like going through it. We, we and, owe and, them. And, yeah. And, yeah, and do you know what my saying is? They're part of the problem. They're part of the problem. Right. But we owe those animals that. We owe reading it. We owe sharing it. We we owe making a exactly. change for it. Because if that animal lived through it or died from it, we owe them not to have that happen in vain. Yeah. So, you know what, Debbie? I, I always say to people... I only want you to share the post or share the picture. You're lucky enough. I don't want you to share the dog's pain. Yep. I know. And what, what, what I was saying before my phone rang, and I apologize for the interruption, but I really, and and I know if you reach into your heart and your brain, you will remember stories, and we may have to do some research, but do you remember the story about the girl who was, she was being, she was a domestic violence, uh, she's, she's a survivor, but they, at the story, promoted her as a victim, but her pit bull is the one who attacked her assaulter. And saved her life. Mm-hmm. Now that's yep. a good story. Yep. That is many stories. There's many stories mm-hmm. like that. You know, a, a stray pit bull helped a woman and her little boy who were getting mugged on the side of the road. You know, there's many exactly. stories like that. And um, and those are the stories that we honestly need to either put a page together and uh and and here again, you know, I come I I. Just talked to Sue today, and I said, you know, we're getting diluted, and I mean diluted like watered down, not diluted crazy. We are diluting our efforts by this page and this group and this group and this page and, you know, having 50 people on this one and 30 on this one. Let's all join forces, get together. Let's have 100,000 people on one page sharing the positive stories, sharing whatever we can to gather information, and we can compile that information, and that will give us a much better form of ammunition to fight, to go into battle and fight this war and, and this war is raging in every part of the world. There's not a country that has it touched. And the, and the soldiers, the warriors, are not wearing camouflage and fatigues and carrying rifles. The soldiers are people like you and me and civilians and secretaries and postal workers and, and office workers and personal assistants. They're, they're normal people. And we're fighting this war that's raging. And I just think that... that 
instead of really trying from from this point on, I just want to try a different strategy. And I'm 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 saying for myself only. Anyone who wants to join me, please, I welcome your help. But to be able to to try and research and find these good stories with the good results, showing these dogs in a good light, um, I, I really think we re, we we re, we need to reinvent. Or, or we we need to renew the true spirit of the pit bull, the true spirit, and 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 go back and research the 1920s when 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 uh, uh, Helen Keller had her pit bull and and write stories about Sergeant Stubby as the first decorated military dog and and find photographs of. Pitbulls protecting children, and and I mean all the goodness that we can find about these dogs. We need to start a happy page, I mean a happy group, a happy page, whatever, and promote the positive only on that page, so that we can actually start to to culminate a, a, a huge amount of information that gives us ammunition to go against these people who are the naysayers, like this woman who wrote, uh, you know, Dog Bite. I'd like to blow her page off Facebook, I mean, off the Internet. I, I would. She's just poisoning people's minds. And people who are not educated, who are not informed about the truth, she is putting something in their mind that we have got to totally eradicate. We've got to get that out of their mind. So I'm is anybody for it. listening on a good page? I'm all for it, mm-hmm. and I actually have a video right away to post on that because I put together a video a while ago, quite a few of those stories with Helen Keller and stuff like that. Oh, and that honey, thank you. So it's it's on my Facebook page. I'll make sure to share that with you. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. I got to tell you, you know, and 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 don't get me wrong, I am not. I'm not taking away from what other friends of mine have to offer, but my history with Deborah has been an educational. I've learned so much from her. I have I have seen Deborah has walked the walk, and that's why she can talk the talk. If these people who go out here and yap 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 and don't do a damn thing about it, I blow them off. But Deborah, she's my hero because I see with my own eyes and I communicate with her on several times a week. We communicate, and I yeah. see what she does. And it can be done. She's like a one-woman army. And I want to join forces with Deborah. I want us all to join forces with Deborah. And Deborah to join with us and us give it our best shot, our most sincere effort from our hearts, and see what we can do to save this particular breed of dog that has been man's best friend. They don't call dogs man's best friend for nothing. And this dog is no But but the thing is, with the BSLCs, it's it's not just one dog. It can be anything. It, it can be any oh, yeah. breed. I've been, they I've been they just links. they just have it in their heads that they want to choose a certain dog or whatever. Because let's face it, even Lennox wasn't the breed that they were suggesting. They decided, measured his head, and said, "Thank you very much. We'll have him." Profiling. There we go. There we go again. The profiling. And uh, and I've even got a, 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 a information right here. It's um, 
information about the UK and Northern Ireland and um, some of the dogs. I mean, of course, we all know, you know, from Linux, of course, about Northern Ireland. But um, I'm looking at countries all over the world and the different BSL laws and how they treat these animals. And um, this right here is another uh, article. I try not to, you know, it's not that I don't want to sit here and read these articles to you and all that, but you're not children. You're grown adults, and you can do your research, your research yourself. But I, 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 sure, my opinion does filter in, but once again, I do my research. I want to be able to speak to you from a point of fact and truth, and um, that gives us the power. We educate ourselves. We all get together, and 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 we know what's going on. So, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah. So what? Um, what was I going to say? So what are you? Um, what else are you doing at the moment then, Debbie? Obviously, you've sorted out your area as far as the BSL laws, which is brilliant. What else have you got um, in line at the moment that you're achieving? <laughs> Basically, what, and, and I keep going back to it, is education. Getting out on the streets and talking to people. When Whenever I'm out feeding the feral colonies and I see somebody walking a pit bull, I always stop and try to talk to them, and they're always really so friendly. You know, and then I always ask if the dog is spayed or neutered, and then I tell them about the programs if they're not, you know. And like I said, it's basically education, right, what I'm doing now. And, you know, because I mean, you can never stop educating. um, Yeah, and the thing is, it's like I was talking to um, Jamie the other day, you know, and I was saying to and I've also spoken to a couple of my friends because one of them actually knows somebody's a vet and he's been on the TV, and I was saying, you know, I'm going to give him a ring and see if we, we can actually get him into our local schools. And maybe if I do it here, then it might get a trend to other ones as well, mm-hmm. especially if we can get it into the papers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I, I tell you this. We talk about the media, and I'm one of the worst talking, like I mentioned, CNN, Fox being cartoons to me. And I only say that because... When I worked overseas for 15 years, the first time I came back from the Middle East, I sat at my best friend's house when she picked me up at the airport, and I'm watching CNN News, and I'm said, I said to her, what am I watching? And she said, well, this is the coverage about uh, Iraq. And I said, I just spent six months there. I've seen none of this. So that, I boycotted CNN News literally for 30 years. For 30 years, I wouldn't watch them. So I think that if we get our facts straight, if we get our information compiled into a a legible, sensible chain of events and just all the information that we need to present a case, we need to find someone in media who wants to give that breaking story, who wants to write a story that opposes all the other stories, but we will provide facts in order for him or her to write that story. And it will gain them notoriety, and it will help us with our cause. I'm trying to find somebody. Pardon? Oh, I'm almost positive you can find somebody for that, because there are a lot of them who do the stories that don't always agree with the stories that they've done. There's somebody out there that would do that in a minute. Absolutely, Deborah. Absolutely. And it's up to us, 
you know, we have a mission now. We, we are going, we, we are united. We are going to stick together on this. We are going to communicate with one another, and we are going to share our information. We're going to compile our information, and we're going to do it professionally without a personal attack on anyone. We are going to do nothing but say the truth about this breed. We, we're going to get graphs and, and, and statistics and whatever else it takes to prove that the media has been biased, they have lied, and they have caused a holocaust on a fantastic breed of dog. I agree. And I keep going back to Denver, Colorado when that happened. That and you know I was watching Shorty um, Shorty Wood the other night. Uh, you know he did the, the little short guy that you know rescues pit bulls. Pit bulls. Thanks, thanks, Deb. I, you know I, I I sat and cried as they actually were, were they wrapped this pit bull in a blanket and took it from a woman's house because the police had told her they were coming to confiscate the dog and they got they they smuggled that dog you may have seen the, the episode they smuggled yeah. that dog out of the city and they were scared to death the whole time because they knew if they got spotted or if that dog was seen they were screwed. Yep, I saw that one myself. Mm-hmm. And they saved that dog. And you know what? That woman cried like a baby because that was her baby. But at least she knew that her baby was going to have a chance to live. Yep. There was actually also an episode of um, Pitbulls and Torellese where Tia agreed to take on for life a dog that was involved in a case. And Prada. she went to the. Prada? Yep. And she, yep. Prada. And, uh, mm-hmm. And she went to pick it up, and that owner cried like a baby as well. But now Tia is is personally responsible for that animal for life, you know, because the right. animal can, that that's part of the court case. And I remember that lady crying too. And actually, there was a um, a football player there as well, and I just don't remember his name. But when you said get some celebrities involved, there was a football player, there's a basketball player that have helped many times on on pit bulls and parolees. The names are just slipping me, but. You know, it's the athletes that that are stepping forward as well, of course, because they want to, you know, kind of push aside, you know, Vic. But there are many, you know, that then that's okay. Yeah, and I and I know the campaigns you're talking about. The guys that wear these t-shirts, fight me, Vic, fight yep. me. Yeah. You know, the 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 wrestlers, the the uh, uh, extreme uh, extreme uh, uh, cage fighters. The, the, these are men that look. You know, it takes a man with a teeny weeny to fight a dog. I'm sorry to put it like that, but you know what? You think you're a big bad dude? Bring it, bring it. But don't you hurt my dog, and don't you bring a dog to fight. You bring okay. it one on one. Bring it by yourself. Yeah, and their campaigns are normally we choose to get into the ring. The dogs don't. You're exactly oh. right, Deborah. Yeah, but then yeah, there's, exactly. there's, there's there's a flip side of dog fighting as well, and I don't know if you've heard so much about this, but they call it trunk fighting. Have you ever heard of that? No. No, where they take two pit bulls and put so they don't have to be in like a house or a backyard or somewhere hidden. They take two pit bulls, put it in the trunk of a car, a rather large car drive around, and when they're done, whichever dog is alive in that trunk is the winner. And that's so they can't get caught being somewhere at some hangout or, you know, in somebody's basement or somebody's backyard barn or what have you. Deborah, Deborah, you have got to be kidding me. 
No, I learned about that last year from a friend of mine from the International Fund for Animal Welfare. She was telling me about it, that that's a new thing so that people can't get caught. Oh, my God, Deborah! I just found a video on YouTube. I'm sharing it right now. Oh, my God. I, I want to tell you something. You know, just when you think that we've got something already that's going to be difficult to, to go up against, uh, this right here is the most cowardly thing that I have heard. Yeah. When I learned that myself, I, I was, you know, flabbergasted. I'm like, how do you do that? And they're like, well, they're in cramped quarters. You know, they fight, you know, just to stay alive in the trunk, you know. And then once they're done, I don't know how far they drive, honestly. I don't know where they go. But whenever they're done, they pull over. You know, people will follow them. It's kind of like, you know, a funeral procession. Everybody follows. And then once they get somewhere else, they'll open the trunk, and whoever is alive wins. And, I mean, it's it's very scary because that's going to be even harder to crack down on because it's very easy. I mean, I've I've driven by places in Worcester where I've seen people walking in with pit bulls, and all I can think in my head is they're not going there to visit. They're, no. not, going to, they're not going to visit, but it would be so hard that's going to be the major one because a lot of people are going to turn to do that. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what I told Sue just the other day, and, and I will say this on international radio. I have no family that someone can threaten me with. I have no family that no one can attempt to threaten me. They're going to hurt them or kidnap my child or my grandchild. I have no family to bring any pain or uh, or or harm to. So I will be a vigilante for these people. I will find them, and I will go after them, and I will be their worst nightmare because I will find a way through the power of everyone involved who is willing to support me, just support my heart, support my mind. But I will, bring, I will do my best to bring awareness to this, and, and I don't care. I mean, I've said it before. I may meet a bullet in the middle of the night, and I may have ninja turtles come out of my closet. But you know what? I, I'll take my last breath going down because of my passion and my conviction and the integrity I feel about what I believe in. And this is one of them. And I just posted one, two, three articles about um, Trump fighting. I had no idea, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you for enlightening me. Yeah, no, it's it's very scary, but it's another form, so I figured I would mention God. it. Hi, see, that, that's the reason that I really wanted you to come on the show today, because you are in a position, you, you, have, you have fought BSL, you have researched BSL, you have lived BSL, and you have, it, it, I mean, it's, BSL to you is like, it's second nature for you. So you were the one person that I thought of today, especially being from Massachusetts where now it is no longer, it's been abolished. You were the one go-to person that I thought about. This, you know, I said, you know, Cap, Deborah, Deborah has to be on today because she can really contribute and teach us all something that we don't know, and you just did. You just did. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Sorry it had to be so bad, but, I mean, it is fact. Well, no, honey. I mean, you know, this, this whole thing is fact. The brutality is fact. The 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 the, the motivation of money and drugs, uh, the the greed, uh, the the lack of. Um, I I had I had a black man tell me one time that the reason these young black men are getting these pit bulls and fighting them is because they had no father figure growing up to teach them any different, and this is 
and the fact of all that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. That's not a reason. That's an excuse. Yeah, I could not accept it as a reason. I've There's actually no run reason. into I've actually run into someone abusing an animal and then I've just tried to intervene to just calm the situation down and I actually had the mother tell me the kid is bored. And I'm like, oh, bored, so this is okay when you're bored, you know. I mean, it is an excuse. Everything is an excuse. But in my mind, I think when I see that, that we're coming into a future Jeffrey Dahmer or Ted Bundy. So that's odd, yes. And I'm, I'm always, I always try to be very professional and very innocent when I try to intervene because I just don't want the backlash because I'm usually by myself. But, you know, but then you run into the kids, you know, that when they see me feeding the animals, they'll come sit Indian style and talk to me for hours, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's really nice. And it's really nice with those kids because you know they're going to be good kids. And I always say to them and I get them to blush when it's usually the little boys. I'm always like, you know, girls like guys that like animals, you know, and, and then they'll, they'll just sit there and blush, you know what I mean? Because they're only like 10 and 12, you know. So, but, you know, that's to me is cute and it just entertains me but um no and and they're very good kids and then the ones you run into in situations like that where the parents actually are telling me that this is happening because my child is bored my child has nothing to do and uh, you got to find your child something to do because i think i need to take this animal now you know what i mean or i need to call somebody to come get it you know exactly so yeah yeah the the thing is though, let's face it. Some and I'm not saying all, but some of the um, older generation are quick to blame the young ones. But the, it's the same thing as the dogs. The only way that the young the young ones ended up like this is because they were taught by the older ones. As I mentioned earlier, they emulate or they copy what they see. It's just like a child out of control in a supermarket, ranting and raving, or out of control at school, cussing the teachers, fat-talking, belligerent. They come from homes where they've had no structure, no discipline, and I think, you know, parents can say, oh, my child is bored. Well, you have more patience than I do, Deborah, because I would have said, that it is. As a parent, it's your responsibility to monitor your child's activity. They're a minor. They're, they're a child. When they're 12, 11, 12, and 13 years old, and they're going out here, and they're stealing puppies out of people's yards and taking household scissors and cutting their ears to make them look tough, oh, please. And we've I all seen that happen. Yeah, but it's not only the dogs they do that to, too. I've rescued many cats that children and, and preteens or however you want to say it have grabbed a hold of the cats and cut their ears, you know. But oh, yeah. They say that oh, a yeah. lot of times, and I don't have the statistics in front of me because I'm in the car, most of the time when children do start acting out on animals, it's because of abuse in the home, be it the father, right. on, the mo- the father on the mother, you know, st- stuff like that. And that's how they act out to take out their frustration as they start to hurt something that's smaller and innocent. And then once that is not a challenge anymore, then they move on to bigger game, which usually means rape, and then usually turns into murder because the thrill isn't there with the small things anymore, so they got to go bigger and better. 
It's like a drug. I mean, yeah. they start off smoking a joint. The joint's not enough. So they go take a pill of ecstasy. Well, that's not enough. Well, let's go snort some cocaine. I'm going to get really high. That's not enough. Next, we're on uh, heroin, crack. I mean, it escalates. So it's the same principle. It's a matter of maintaining. Children get bored very easily. And if parents or some adult supervision does not recognize that they it's their responsibility to 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 lead that child to a better life, to show that child that they have opportunities available to them if they will maintain a good attitude, good grades, apply themselves. If they want a better if if a child wants a better world, then they need to put forth the effort to get there. Yeah. Yes. But do you know what? It, it goes back to the same thing again where we're going to, I'm going to go back to the government again. They have took all our rights as parents to be able to discipline oh. our children. Oh, yeah. So, again, we can't even discipline. We we get it thrown in our face, like, I don't know what your, the line is for you guys, but over here, oh, I'm going to ring Childline. I'm going to it's report here. you to social services and all this it's nonsense. Here. And, and all because you are telling your children off. You can't smack them. You can't yes. tell them off. You can't take stuff off them. You can't shut them in their room and leave them there for an hour to behave or whatever because they'd be kicking the hell out the door or whatever else. They have took all of our rights and they've took, have changed the laws totally. They're not preventing these um, actions of people because there's no, there's no laws there to stop it. So even if any of these adults get caught doing stuff or children, there is no that laws there that they're going to think, hold on a minute, if I do that, I'm going to get this, this, and this. There's nothing to stop them from doing it. That's correct. Because, Hello? I mean, I know as a mum, I, I tell my children off, and I've already spoke to social services, and I don't care who knows this, they came to my house because of some evil person reporting me, and they went and said to me, to my, um, my son Jamie, they said, oh, so what do you love about, my, about your mum? And Jamie said to her, I love my mum. She's the best mum in the world. I love her to bits, and I'll always love her. And then they turned to him and said, oh, what do you hate about your mum? And he looked at me, and I, and I just looked at him, you know, as if to say, well, say what you've got to say. And he said, I don't like my mum when she smacks me. Well, her pen started writing, and I said to her, I said, listen to me. I said, you can chuck me into jail right now. I said, and I'll go and serve time because I do smack my kids. I said, but I'll tell you something now. When I will let my friends look after my children. I said, and when I come back out, if they tell me that my children have been naughty in any way, I will get back home and I'll smack their backside then. I said, but I'll tell you something now. My children will not be um, raping 93-year-old women and battering them to death and getting away with that. They won't be touching drugs and getting themselves in trouble with the police. They won't be abusing animals and all of that stuff. And if they ever, ever did, you can bet your damn dollar I will thrash them. And I don't care what government, I don't care what social services would say about that. My children are not going to be like everybody else's. And let me just say to you that my children are on Facebook and they're being animal advocates and they've got a heart and they've watched videos of human beings doing some terrible things to our animals, to our people, to our neighbours and everybody else. And it's just totally, totally wrong. And they are blown away with what people are doing to other people and to animals. And that they are children that are disciplined. I will still agree sometimes not enough. 
That does not mean that I thrash my kids. I'm saying that they know the line. And I'm telling you now, that's what is wrong because they took all of our rights as parents to be able to tell our children what's right and what's wrong. Well, I agree. I've seen it. I, I, I have to say this right here. I have talked to all of her children on the phone. They're all my Facebook friends. These children have the heart and spirit and soul of an adult. They they see the reality, and I think it's good for them to see the reality. And there are certain things that um, I have a hard time watching. But you know what? It's still, I mean, we're not in Kansas anymore. I told someone just last night, this is not your mom and dad's world we're living in anymore. You know? This, yeah. this didn't happen 30 and 40 and 50 years ago. So, yeah. we're, it, it, I mean, you have to roll with the times. And if that means changing the approach and how you educate your children, uh, they need to be educated. They They need to. And Sue is a wonderful mother. She is a wonderful friend to me. She is an inspiration and a motivation to me every day. And I, I, I have to tell you something funny, everybody. This morning, uh, I always send Sue an email when I wake up and my coffee's making. Well, Sue's five hours ahead of me in London. <laughs> so she's got five hours to get all excited and jacked up during the day. And I was on the phone with her this morning, and I said, Sue, Sue, honey, whoa, 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 hang on. You got five hours on me. Give me one more cup of coffee, and I'll be there right with you. Okay. <laughs> but can I speak? Hey, we're both fighting for the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But the other thing I want to say is, which really bugs me, right? You have the older generation saying about the fact of how things are now, and what it was like for them. Yeah, I want to say between those old people, and no respect to the elderly, but from them old people till now, those people didn't have voices for change. These are the yeah. people that did not stand up and say, hold on a minute, we don't like it. We're, uh, th- this isn't how it's supposed to be. Obviously, there was not big enough people, there was not big enough, strong enough voices to say things are changing for the wrong reasons here, and we need to stand up. This is where we have to make a difference. Everybody needs to realize that, and I'm looking at the fact that Jamie's 13, Emma's 12, Jana's 10, and Kimley's 17, and I am thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what is it going to be like in 20 years' time for our kids? We have got to be the generation that starts to put in that full stop. And that full stop has got to be the end of the sentence where we say enough is enough. That's for the BSL laws, for cruelty and everything. It's all connected and we all have got to join forces. Every, every single person can be part of this team. I don't care if you can only email. I don't care if you only can use the phone. I don't care if you can only just share groups, share pages or whatever you can do. It doesn't matter. Every single team that we build all needs a brick each. So it doesn't matter what you are doing, you are all building the word team by each brick that you place in it. And then you can either have... We're all together. We're all together. Exactly. So you can either have a one-story building of a teamwork 
or you can make it into a big block of flats, into a high-story building as high as high, and we can actually make a difference. It is totally up to every single one of you. We are down to 90 seconds. I cannot believe how fast this show's gone. Um, I want to thank Debbie. Thank you, Debbie, for coming on to the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me. So I and knew, Kathy, I, I, I just knew that, that Deborah is the one that I, I she that she was meant to be here with us today because she just has so much to offer. And I'm and I'm going to ask everyone again, please check out Juno's place. Please, I'm asking you to please go vote for Juno to have a cameo spot on Criminal Minds. Um, Juno deserves it. Uh, Juno is my hero. She's a tough little dog doing amazing big things, and she is who she is because of Deborah. And 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 you'll also see pictures of Nikki and Deborah's other dogs. And um, again, Deborah, I, I love you. You know I love you. I respect you more than you can imagine. And I want to thank you so much for giving us this much of your time out of your schedule when you're taking care of your animals. Thank you for coming on and helping make a difference and educating us and telling us things we didn't know. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to making a positive change with you guys. Okay. Thank you you very much for joining the show, and uh, thank you very much, Kathy. It's been absolutely excellent. Well, I love you, Sue, as always. I love everyone in the chat room. Sue, give me a call when you can tonight, please. Yes, will do. Thank you very much for joining the show. Good night. Good night, everyone.